0: Your home of the Pens and the best Pens coverage. WXDX FM Pittsburgh, an iHeartRadio Radio station.
1: Break the wall! Break, break down the
2: walls. Tony Dungy is still talking about God and Nick Foles and Christian inspiration and blah 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 blah. Tony Dungy is a sanctimonious heap of dung. He campaigned against gay marriage in Indiana. He said he wouldn't want Michael Sam on his team. And many people believe Dungey disowned his gay son, and that gay son ultimately committed suicide. Tony Dungey is a fake-ass Christian who spends more time hating than he does loving. F. Tony Dungey. NBC should tell him to analyze, not proselytize or evangelize. Hey, Dungey, you fake-ass Christian, guess what? You just made the list! The list brought to you by Matt Mertz, Plum and Cot on a name you can trust. Dungey was on Twitter today blasting Josh McDaniels for reneging on taking the Indianapolis head coaching job. He said... Oh, assistant coaches left their job to coach for you. You betrayed the Colts, yada, yada. Hey, no contract, no deal. Dungy's problem is he thinks football matters more than anything, which he confirms every time he links God and football. I said yesterday, and I reiterate now, if there is a God, and I think there might be, if there is a God He doesn't give a flying fornication about football. Think of all the people, the innocent kids, poor people, people around the world who were starving, who were just undergoing every sort of care and humiliation, grim, gruesome death, illness. You think God is going to overlook all that stuff and say, my man Nick Foles, hope he plays good. Here, Nick, let me put a little lightning bolt in your arm. Come on. You know, I've always envisioned God. This is serious. I don't think God has any impact on one thing that happens on the earth, on this mortal coil. Not one thing. And if he does, he's doing an effed up job. I think God just referees. God watches everything and moves you on to the next life, depending on what you did or didn't do during this one. If there is a God, that's my God. That's how I picture it. Nick Foles played well because of his Christian faith. What? That implies that the Patriots worship Satan. I mean, if God helped Nick Foles, that means he said, hey, F those other guys. And I know somebody's going to call and say, well, Tony Dungy didn't say he wouldn't take Michael Sam on his team because he's gay. He said it because it would be too big of a distraction. And don't be wrong, anybody who didn't want Michael Sam on their team, he turned out to not be good enough. And that was the primary reason his NFL career lasted about nine seconds. But when Dungey said Sam would be a distraction, he also had said he would take Mike Vick on his team and would take Ray Rice on his team. Because those guys, of course, would not be at all a distraction. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. You know, Ray. uh, I I forgot to mention Ray Lewis, who was implicated in a double homicide, obstruction of justice, plea bargained out. Ray Lewis made the Hall of Fame. I think he and O.J. Simpson should attend autograph shows together. And Ray could help O.J. launder his money so the Goldmans don't get a hold of it. You know, O.J. gets a football pension of like 100 thousand a year, and the government can't touch that, the Goldman's can't get that. You know what? I'm glad. I'm glad. I mean, O.J. got away with a double homicide, but then he got put in jail for a long time based on something that he never would have put away that long for if he hadn't gotten away with a double homicide. I mean, people get away with all kinds of stuff. Much lesser than that, and people want their lives to be permanently ruined. I would gladly have O.J. on this show, and Ray Lewis. And who is that nutty guy? Not nutty guy, the sprinter with the with the metal feet, the South African who killed his girlfriend? I'd have him on the show, too. We'd have a panel discussion about the Stillers. 412 333 the number to call. Let's get on to our good friend, Calling from Sluggo's bar, he is the Hebrew
0: Hammer, Yakshmash. Peace be with you, and also with you. Okay, uh, years ago, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask have, have a question about Rooney. Years ago, when he took the reins, so to speak, I know you mentioned that maybe not so many words, but he wasn't the sharpest uh, knife in the drawer. Uh
2: you know, he went to law school at Duquesne when I was there. How smart Art is or isn't, I don't know. I guess that will avail itself during his tenure as the Steelers boss, won't it?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I just think, I mean, maybe today and, uh, you know, it's hard to live under the legend that his uh, his old man was. But Yeah, again, but I legend's we'll a
2: funny thing with the Rooney family. Uh, Art Sr., the chief, was absolutely incompetent at running a football team, but we've all forgotten that. If you look at the Steelers, when the chief was in charge, they were an absolute laughingstock. Uh, almost never had a winning record, never mind making the playoffs. And then Art handed the reins to Dan, and Dan went from one win to a Super Bowl in like five years.
0: Yeah, I guess we'll just have to see. Time will take care of uh, how uh, Dan Junior. Time Dan will Jr.? take
2: it's Art the second. Time will take care of all of us. What else you got?
0: Excuse me. Oh, uh, um, Murray. Uh, you know I know he had a rough, yeah, but you hate Murray. Game. You're gonna blast him. No, 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 no. I look at things very logically and yeah. Last no motion. Did you cry last night? I uh, I cry every night at here. It's a smoking bar. Okay, um, go ahead. Four goals, two games in a row. I know he's had a rough year. I know he's had a lot of obstacles throughout the year. So I'm not here to blast him. That much, I guess, but is there any concern? About the goaltending?
2: Well, I mean, I know he's the guy, and he's going to be the guy. But You I mean, know, you know what concerns me more? I still what? think they play horribly in front of their own net. I think they play horribly in the neutral zone, and I think they make bad decisions like joining the rush with defensemen when they're only ahead by a goal late. I saw that last night again. They don't pay any attention to score and situation. And might I add, that's the coach. That's not the defenseman freelancing the coach wants the D to join the rush every time.
0: See that? that I mean, that makes sense. I mean, I just uh, again, I like to look at things. He e wants uh, right them up. to play the same way all
2: the time, and I understand the merit of that. I would have my guys play the same way all the time, except for maybe the last four or five minutes when they have a one-goal lead. All right, peace be with you, and also with you. That's like a big Catholic. Isn't that part of Catholic mass? Peace be with you, and also with you. Or is that a white snake lyric? Let's go to Maverick in Annapolis, Maryland. Maverick, go to Mark Mad Show.
0: Hey, Mark, how are you doing today? I'm good. And yeah, the peace be with you is a Catholic thing. Good. Um, I have a question for you about Bob Nutting. You said about the what he's doing with the San Francisco game. Okay. Um, if, if preventing Santa Claus from delivering toys to kids was profitable, would Bob Nutting before that?
2: If he felt he could manage it, PR wise, yes. One thing nothing's done is he's managed to fool everybody. He's managed his his greed very well, PR wise. Except now, I think it's just piled up and is so stinky that he can't possibly uh, dodge that PR bullet much longer. Hello, hello. Uh, by the way, that's not a, a white snake lyric. I was thinking of this song, Soldier of Fortune, which David Coverdale recorded with Deep Purple. But I feel I'm growing older. I, I don't know the melody. I, I would mangle it, so I won't sing it. Okay. Day's not at the bottom of the hour. If you want to get your calls in, now's the time to do it. Here's your topics Art Rooney saying the Steelers were focused. And that he wants to sign Lev Bell to a long-term deal. And he thinks Ben might play past his current contract, which would mean at least three more years of bet. fest. Did you cry? What were your feelings when they played the video, when the crowd went nuts? It was wonderful. I didn't cry because I'm a real man, but it was wonderful. And the Pirates are charging more when Andrew McCutcheon comes back than they are for a lot of other games. They made money when he left. They're going to make money when he comes back. What's your take on that? 412 wxdx
0: And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Hey,
2: boy, big fan, big fan. Thank you. I want to say hell, Mark. I would rather give myself a colonoscopy with a coat
0: hanger. X at 105.9.
2: A little Malcolm Butler note, the Patriots defensive back that got benched for the entire Super Bowl after playing 98% of the team's defensive snaps uh, up till then. The Boston media, the Patriots speed guys, are saying to a man that it was a tactical decision and had nothing to do with Butler missing curfew or breaking or even bending any kind of team rule. I'm not sure I believe that, but I will say if it is true, That's the worst coaching decision Bill Belichick's ever made. And not even so much not starting him, but when Nick Foles was chopping that secondary to bits, if Butler was benched for tactical reasons, you would think he would have been put in the game for the same reasons because Foles was chopping that secondary to bits. Whether it's the second quarter, second half, at some point he gets in if that's a tactical decision, if it's a personnel decision and not a disciplinary decision, which is why I believe no matter the denial from the New England Patriots media and who knows what level of stooge they are, I think it had to have been a disciplinary thing. But you know what kind of nags at me in that regard? If it was disciplinary, why did he even get a jersey? Why did he even play that one play on special teams? Let's go to Don in Oakdale. Don, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, I have
0: a question. Yes. Uh why when uh when an owner like Nutting or coaches have a press conference, why don't any Pittsburgh sportscasters call them uh call them on it whenever they make these absurd comments? For what example, what absurd
2: of? comment are you referring to?
0: Well you're just talking about nutting, talking about uh raising the prices for Yeah, their, he didn't have a press conference
2: to to announce that. It's always been okay. that way. The increase for the Giants because Cutch is there? They didn't have a press conference to announce that. You just go to their website and see that it's so. Okay, and when when Rooney has a... Did he have a press conference? He talked to a few select writers today, but I'm not sure he said anything that deserved to be. he deserved
0: to be berated for. I mean, what would you do? Uh, I, I'm just saying I would like to hear a, a sportscaster. Other than, you're the only one that seems to call them now, I wasn't even at the, the, the thing things. with Mr.
2: Rooney today, so... And I don't know what I'd do. I mean... The only thing that Mr. Rooney said that I take grave exception to is the notion that the team was focused and that 13-3 confirmed that. I think the team wasn't focused, and losing to Jacksonville twice at home in a single season confirms that. Let's go to Dave in the car. Dave, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Good day, Mark. Hello.
0: Hello. Hey, uh, I was just wondering, like I was watching the game on TV... And during the Flurry, uh, what do you want to call it? Uh, tribute. Tribute, exactly. They were showing all his great plays and everything, but AT&T, all they did was show Mark Andre's Flurry's eyes the whole time. was camera was in his face the whole well, time. Well, they, they thought he would cry, and he did. And he also put water all over his face with his... Oh, what, what, what
2: exactly is your point? My point is, I just
0: I was kind of disappointed that I didn't. You get were disappointed to see all by the,
2: the TV coverage of the Mark Andre Flurry tribute. Yes, Then yes. you should have gone. <laughs> Why are you laughing? A lot of people went. It was sold out.
0: Yeah, well, I didn't have a ticket. I was there when they played uh, the Red Wings.
2: And nobody cares. Bye. Let's go to Joe in Ocean City. Joe, you're on with Double M.
0: Yeah, Mark, I wanted to talk about the nutting with the tickets with McCutcheon coming back. That's disgusting, man. Uh, do you think something like this would wake people up? Or, no. or is it going to be the same stuff? No, people are just going to go. I, I mean, I think attendance is going to
2: fall a bit. It's dropped 600K since 2015. But I don't know if it's going to drop much more. I think the people who still go are just still going to go. I think this year it'll drop another 150K, but no more than that. Thank you for the call. Not used to that pregnant pause. Up next, is he in studio or not? He's in studio from DK Pittsburgh Sports and Serbian Reactionary, Dejan Kovacevic. 105.9 The X. X,
0: and now the super genius, Mark Madden. Hey,
2: I wanted to ask why my cat talks in her sleep. Cats are weird. One time my cat didn't eat for three weeks. I didn't feed her.
0: The X at 105.9.
2: Joining me now in studio... From DKPittsburghSports.com, it's Serbian Reactionary Day on Kovacevic Day on. Before we talk Penguins, how outraged should Pirate fans be that they raise ticket prices for San Francisco visits to PNC Park now that the Giants have Andrew McCutcheon? Well,
1: I mean, they should be because the Pirates know what they're doing. However, I would feel obligated to point out from a factual standpoint that they've picked select series and always Every, have for now I for the last 3 seasons right select series select
2: opponents however sunday games are more expensive but the giants is, weren't one of those select
1: opponents until they got caught exactly and that's the part that's the catch here because it's a monday night i think is when the series starts uh, no 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 it starts uh, i think it's friday saturday okay, yeah, sunday yeah, Okay, so they they picked their series they knew that one was going to sell out they raised prices you know it's 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 so pirates to take something that's going to oh, be one of it's the naked rare, greed. even beyond the greed though, but to take the one thing that people were going to feel good about in the first couple months of the season and make them pay more for it and turn that into a negative as well, just for a few extra bucks. And really, that's the funny thing about this, Mark, is that's all it is. I mean, this is not some windfall. You know, this just like releasing Juan Nicasio for nothing was no windfall. These are just little bits of scraps of money that are just—they don't amount. But he to, wants
2: every dollar. That was what I said earlier. Nothing wants every dollar. And here you are. That's the it's same. It's a game to him. I really believe it is at is the this point.
1: Same time of year that they're going to be getting this fifty million dollar check from Major League Baseball's because right, they sold the tech rights, the tech rights to Disney. That every team is getting one. Only the Pirates, I can promise you, are going to be a lockdown guarantee to not spend it on baseball. To not spend it, they're a dime of it on baseball. They are unbelievable, Mark. And, and and everyone can see right through it. They just think that everybody's stupid, which is something that I write a lot. But enough guys are stupid where it serves them well. Now You know, what I've heard, though, that I've heard that, and again, you know, you never know what's going to actually happen here, but I've, there's a lot of different discussions among a lot of people about how the fans might protest, whether it's the opener or even the catch game. Like, you come to the catch game, watch his first at bat, get up and walk out. I'm not making that up. I've heard that.
2: I don't think they're going to do that. Uh, that that's I don't those, think so either. But That's an idea that sounds good and won't be acted upon. Let's
1: put it this way. If, if they were going to do it, something like this might be a push.
2: Now, uh... How will the fans be? How will PNC be when Kutch comes back? I don't think it'll reach the flurry crescendo from last night because I don't think Kutch was quite as likable as Flurry and Kutch never won.
1: Kutch was really likable. Boy, you've been wrong about him for a long time in that regard. No, no, no. I didn't Kutch say the guy. Kutch is just a wonderful human. Being.
2: I did not say he was a jerk. I okay. just said he wasn't in Flurry's class. I don't think I, he Yeah,
1: is. okay. Well, I, I'll say this. I think that Kutch coming back, first of all, PNC Park's a very different atmosphere. So it's hard to compare, you know, the kind of ovation that you'll get. You're going to be a lot louder in an indoor arena. Uh, I do think, though, that the situation is a little different in baseball because and I was thinking about this last night, because you will have a moment where you know Kutch is coming to the plate, you know, and there's a there's a buildup to that. In hockey, they announced this, the visiting starters before the anthem, before anybody's even in their seats. So, I mean, you knew the video moment was coming, but it was a little bit different. I don't think it'll match the flurry one, but I think it'll be special. I really do. I think it will be yeah. special.
2: I just think what happened last night was, well, you tell me. You were there. Uh, yeah. How special was uh, the Penguins' tribute to flurry last night?
1: Yeah, I, well, if you mean the video itself, I thought it was beautifully done. Well, everything. Just yeah. the crowd I reaction
2: mean- from... from- from top to bottom, even they, th- even from the warm-up on, I thought yeah, it was spectacular.
1: Yeah, it was, it was a, a little odd at first because you saw these hundreds of fans pressed against the glass during warm-ups, which is something you and I were talking about actually with Marc-Andre last night that we had not seen since Mario Lemieux's return, where something in warm-ups was that big of a deal. Well, that was the loudest regular season crowd dating back to Mario's return. And I don't wouldn't dispute that at all. I, I, I thought I thought it was a really special atmosphere and the fact that the game ended up being fun only added to it. Um, I think that well like like Mark said afterwards, he goes,
2: you know it was so great, you know, the fans were so great, the video. And then I let in five.
1: A <laughs> <He> L- <laughs> lot expletive. And then he let in wrist shots from Ryan Reeves and Ian Cole. And well, Mark, Mark played really good. I just think the Penguins just kept coming and warmed down. The Penguins were really good. There's no question about that, especially playing as shorthanded as they did. But I, 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 the atmosphere, Mark, would, I would put that in the, the top five of any regular season atmosphere I've covered anywhere.
2: Well, here's a question that's not been broached. I like that the Penguins retire very few numbers. And by very few, I mean two right now. Lemieux 66, the late Michelle Briere's 21, and no offense to Briere's memory, I think if the Penguins had to do over again, they would unretire 21. Uh, every, this-
1: every franchise that's been around for a while has one or two of those. The Pirates had uh, Billy Meyer, the manager, really mediocre manager in the 1940s, who just happened to have his number retired once. It's still up there with Clemente. What right. are you going to do? Take it back? Well, no, you, you yeah, can't. You can't. But uh, but
2: should Flurry's number 29 ever merit consideration for retirement? When his popularity is considered, um, because he has great accomplishment but unmatched popularity, I think the second most popular penguin ever after Mario. You know, and Sid's right there as well.
1: Yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put him at second. I think Sid's above him. Um, you know, there's just a different set of circumstances right now because he was gone and then he returned and everything else. And Sid's not done right in his chapter. Uh, I, I would say that. Flurry is a very strong candidate to have his number retired, uh, if not more, at some point or other, because he's the greatest goaltender in franchise history, because of the importance of the position, because of the three Stanley Cup rings, and to what you just said, because he's beloved here. See, I think they should retire. Obviously, Sid. Don't for, don't forget too that he could come back. I think he will finish his career. You know soon. what I'm saying? As the number two, by and, and then from there, it just becomes sealed.
2: Um. Obviously, Sid gets retired. I think Gino and and Yager are the next guys. Yes. Here's the only problem with retiring Flurry, and you have to make it almost clear that you know you're taking into account his popularity. Yeah. Because if you go to Flurry, then you're, he, no, he's in like a Ron Francis,
1: Tom Barrasso, yeah, Kevin Stevens type level. He is now because he he played here longer. He won three cups. He was instrumental. Uh, the great human I, I being, disagree, but way more popular don't, than you those think guys. It would initiate debate. It would definitely. I, I don't think Sid Gino or Yags initiates debate. No, it, it, and the, well, the reason for that is because the the players that you just mentioned are at an elite level in National Hockey League history, whereas Flower isn't. You know what I mean? Flowers right. never won the Vezina. He's never been a. I don't think right. he's ever even been a finalist. No. Um. And, uh, maybe once maybe nah, once i don't even maybe remember not. that but i i i he's not going to end up being remembered as one of the 25 or 50 maybe even greatest goaltenders of all time in the broader spectrum right um uh, for a lot of the same reasons that Tom Barrasso isn't and everything number, else.
2: When you retire a number, you're doing it for the fans, too, not just the players. Well,
1: yeah, it's institutional. It's It's right. done at the local level. And I think the Penguins, here's another way of looking at it, Mark. This is now a franchise that over 51 years has won five Stanley Cups. When you go to Montreal and Toronto and you look up and you see. Yeah, but they ruined it. I know there's too many. They I know there it. are too many. And their but teams I'm saying, look but it's ridiculous. But they it's look not like a bunch look, of offensive linemen. But it's not going to look out of context. Let's put it that way. It's not going to look like the Penguins are just hanging laundry for the sake of it. They've won five cups and it, they have two numbers retired.
2: Even the Yankees overdid it. The Yankees are arguably the most storied sports w- franchise in America. With that Monument Park and everything, F. Uh, Bernie yeah. Williams, F. Bernie Williams. <laughs> We're talking today on Kavachovic. He's brought to you by Walnut Grill. Uh, Day on, uh... I do now think, and this is my first statement in this regard, I do not think the Penguins can win a third straight Stanley Cup. Really? Yes. Why? What changed? Just, just the way they played in the past few weeks? I think all three big guns have to play like this in the playoffs. If you'd come up with it. The their- depth isn't there, so that's what it's going to take. And, and let's not forget, the first year they won 16 in this run. Yep. They had just the best team. They outplayed everybody. They had depth. They had everything.
1: It was a slaughter.
2: Last year, they outlasted everybody. Yep. They were the last team standing. Mm-hmm. This would be yet a third different way to win if the big guns all run amok. And from what I've seen, because we've almost never seen all three on fire like this, from what I've seen, it could happen. It's possible.
1: I, I'm. That's not to say everybody else could screw off. I know. I'm just saying, you know... I saw them in Newark the other night, and I strongly suspect that if, you, yeah, if you'd yeah, if you made it up there with me, you'd be kind of hesitating a little bit right that now. That will
2: never happen. Um, <laughs> you don't feel like making the, the trip I will to not, Newark, huh? I will not ever be in Newark again.
1: <laughs> I will say that... If
2: I take that back for a playoff game, I wouldn't totally count it out.
1: I will say that we've seen the best versions of, of Sid and certainly Phil. Over the last couple of years, we've seen it on occasion from Gino. Gino is the guy that. Oh, I think Gino I, the last I, three I, years
2: has been his best I, I th- uh, all around.
1: But Gino, Gino, right now is at some supersonic. Thirty goals, nine
2: goals in what is it? Nine goals in four games. Nine, nine goals nine in and five, five games. Yeah, yeah. And, and, it's and ridiculous. And he, He's scoring
1: so many, you can't keep track of his pace or his streak. His his last night, you remember when he circled? There was six minutes left. And the the Penguins were trying to protect that lead. He circled back to center ice. Didn't it look like he was going to spend like the last six minutes just ragging the puck. Yeah. I mean, that's the kind of confidence he's got right now. Could they do it? Yes, I. I it's possible. I do think that Jim Rutherford has to be active. I, I, I like the fact that he doesn't have to get a defenseman for the first time. Well, I really because, believe because that
2: because they've rediscovered their belief in Cole, and I think they feel comfortable with Hunwick. As the number seven on the left side, and Ruedel is the number seven on the right side.
1: Yeah, and that means you're set. So what do you do? You still have to go out and you have to fortify that depth at center. We'll see what these injury cases are here the next couple days. The other thing is, I'll tell you what, this could end up being Rowney and uh, Coonhackle being out for a little bit, a little bit of a plus because I think it might force them on this upcoming trip. To Dallas and St. Louis to bring up Daniel Sprong to bring up somebody else. You still
2: got to play him, and
1: you got to play him, and you got to play in
2: with the right guys, and you got
1: to play Zach Aston Reese too, who had a nice game last night and earned his ice time in a third period, like eleven
2: minutes, did okay,
1: yeah and, and made the a lot gimme, of... Mr. gimme, though. mister gimme. You know what? He's he's just been here for a week. He'll, he'll I know, finish. but if you
2: bring up the guy who's supposed to put in the five-footers, yeah. I'd like to
1: see him put in the five-footers. Yeah, but he he's, he's going to get to that. But that's the stuff he's done all his life. Uh, right. The fact that he made the simple, smart plays and had Mike Sullivan trusting him enough to the point where he was sitting Dominic Simone and making sure that Aston Reese got out there as one of the nine forwards who were playing that was impressive. I'd like to see those guys, Mark... Get out there in Dallas and St. Louis and a little bit after that and start building up some of that internal depth that you know you can count on in the playoffs if you need it. Okay, let me give you a couple stumbling blocks. Okay. I
2: think Chris Letang is playing better but he's still prone to you know, just a home run mistake now
1: and again. Everybody just punched their radios right now. You know I, that, right? You don't
2: think he's playing better?
1: I do. I, I, don't, I don't think it's a very popular sentiment. You no, know? Because he, you see no. the, the mistakes that he makes, and they get really, really magnified because they I, tend to be big mistakes.
2: But I also understand that Tanger's not your traditional defenseman. Right. And so you have to let him play, and you have to live with the mistakes. And I think the mistakes have been fewer I think the
1: ones he's made have been
2: just as big, which is as much due to bad fortune as anything. And I thought he
1: was really assertive last night, by the way, with the puck.
2: I thought he was great last night, period. he really was. I forget, uh, the mistake didn't wind up in the net, but I think he gave up a breakaway. But I think Tanger's playing much better, and I think he needs to play better still. And the one thing that Chris has to understand is that it's his age, because he's 30, and coming off that surgery... Maybe once in a while, less can be more.
1: Yep, especially when it comes to moving the puck before some train is coming at you. You know that, right. That's the biggest thing with Tanger. The fact that he has to find a way to stay on the and ice and still great. you don't want to temper great.
2: that too much. Right.
1: Because it's what makes him hit. The, the, his ability to hang on for an extra second has made, actually it's probably been one of his strongest traits other than his skating right. and his endurance over his career.
2: I also think the
1: Penguins need to play score and situation more often. Be smarter.
2: What do you mean? I see defensemen jumping into the play with a one goal lead and five minutes left, and I am dumbfounded. Oh, the head
1: coach isn't. He's not going to agree with you on that.
2: Well, he's wrong. I think he's. (laughs) I
1: have have a hard time saying he's wrong about anything. I I,
2: I think he's. You could be wrong and win. I think he's the. I think he's a great head coach. I'm not blasting the guy or calling for his dismissal Mm -hmm. or even to be you know beaten briskly about the head and shoulders, but uh, but. You, you, you don't need the defenseman jumping into the rush with
1: a one-goal lead in five minutes left. You, you, know, you know what? I I, I think that, and, and from talking to both him and Jacques Martin extensively on this specific topic, they're of the belief that their defensemen are just better all over the ice as long as they're active, that they're more into the game, that they're more into the puck support, and conversely that their forwards are going to be more active and coming back because there's just a general mindset uh, you know, I look at this last, you know, seven eight minutes last night against Vegas. You know, Vegas had the a little bit of a pressure there with about two minutes left. Yeah. Otherwise, I thought the Penguins were just fine. They didn't panic. They didn't. But they, they didn't did give pack up, it in. And I forget who it was that jumped in.
2: They did give up an odd man break with about four minutes left. It might have been Oli. That they yeah, and that's the funny part yeah. is like, and Oli was great last night. Oli's been great all year. He's been their he best. He was really great most last night. Consistent defenseman. He was great last yes. night. Yes. But but the thing is is that that's my point like I even understand Tanger jumping in in any situation because he's Tanger and he
1: can come back and everything else maybe
2: not anybody else and the ironic thing is with all the defensemen jumping in you look at their production days on it's down I especially know. Schultz
1: you know what I I'll, I'll say this in in Mike Sullivan's defense on that count in addition well, to what I've already him, said but- is that he did this mark with Ron Bleeping Hansey and it worked he took this approach with Hainsey and just said, just go get the puck. Go support it. Do what you need to do to support the rush, support the attack. And it worked. Hainsey ended up being more effective here. Look at Jamie Alexiak. as long as we're talking about a trip to Dallas. That guy made this trip here. He's been a godsend. and, and He's uh, been really good. And he- that and that's
2: where Sullivan uh, acquiescing to finally making Cole a regular again yep. has helped because Oleksiak's better with Cole than he was with Hunwick. Yep, and know. it's a better bottom pair. Right now, Cole and Alexiak, the way they're playing Dajon, it's a semi-traditional kick-ass bottom
1: pair. It's a good defense. They need to add on offense. I don't think anybody would dispute that. I know for a fact Jim Rutherford wouldn't. You know what would shock me? Hmm. I think they're going to get a third
2: center. It wouldn't shock me if they snuck in a wing that they could get on the cheap that's pretty good.
1: Well, those guys are out there, and they don't cost much because you can get them on prorated salaries right, right. for well, a, for a middle-round draft pick.
2: And if any position is a dime a dozen... It's wing. It's wing right now. That's absolutely right. Yeah. That's Dajon Kovacevic brought to you by Walnut Grill. I'm Mark Madden. It's not time to ask Mark anything, which is always a lot of fun because it means the show's almost over. 412-333-WXDX. Ask Mark anything. Yo, drunked up Willie. Mark Madden is Pittsburgh Sports. DX at 105.9. I gotta tell you, here's a great tweet from a member of the B team. It's so good I gotta read it on the air. Andrew Filipponi. Take Art Rooney at his word, and he wants to reward Le'Veon Bell, don't play the distractions, praise Mike Tomlin, and excuse the worst defensive performance in Steelers playoff history by saying there's not a lot of defense being played in the playoffs, unquote. Yikes. Yikes indeed. Good one by Filipponi. By the way, people always ask me why I mention guys from their station once in a while. Because I just don't see them as a threat. they got some good talent over there, but I'm the top guy in town. They're not allowed to mention me because I'm a threat. I'll be the last guy standing, believe you me. If sports talk everyone out of Pittsburgh, went out of business in Pittsburgh, and they let one guy keep doing it, I would be that guy. There's no question. I wonder if that'll ever happen. They passed the law today. Time now to ask Mark anything. Brought to you by Chapino Restaurant and Cigar Bar. Be sure to check out Chipino in the strip. It's very good. We got some lines open. We got the head coach Mike Sullivan show up next after this. Sully and Josh Getzoff talking hockey. Should be a good show after last night's game. So please do stay tuned. Let's go to Kate in Irwin. Kate, ask Mark anything.
0: Hi, Mark. Since this is Ask Mark Anything, I wanted to ask you about your cat. Um, A while ago, I heard you talking about your cat, and she's dead. Having to chase it, and is your mother's cat? I was remembering my cat. My cat
2: died like uh, this past May. Oh, you! you I had never put down
0: She was old, and she was. uh, She
2: had bad kidney problems, and her rear leg stopped working.
0: Ah. I, um, and I've yet to get another one.
2: I thought I would be by now, and I, I think I will, but I haven't yet.
0: Well, I hope you do, because I, I coached speech and debate with your mom. and, and Oh, really? Where did her. you coach? At Darwin? At, at Norwin? Yes. yes.
2: Well, how nice of you to call. I always enjoy hearing from my mom's speech and debate cronies. Uh, they got the program started again at North Hills after after it took off several years. You know, after she passed away, it, it folded. And I guess it's going so pretty glad. good, and it's weird because I always offer to help them, and they never get back to me.
0: Well, if you're offering your services, I can take them here. Well, no, I
2: understand, and- but North Hills and <laughs> that program was very special to my mother, so I-, I would do anything to make sure that that uh, that continues. Let's go to uh, Drew in the car. Drew, asked Mark anything.
0: Do you think the Penguins would trade... Daniel Sprong in a hunt for a really good third-line center?
2: Depends who it is. Who are you talking about?
0: J.T. Miller. Uh, the Rangers
2: aren't going to trade J.T. Miller. He's young and cheap. Why would they trade him?
0: Because they're looking to sell everyone. Uh, no, they're, they're, they're
2: not. No, they're not. They're looking to get rid of their old, expensive guys. If they're going to rebuild, J.T. Miller would be a big part of that rebuilding. I mean, I know he's local and all, but the Rangers aren't going to trade him. And if they did, the price would be too much. It'd be more than Sprong, I can tell you that. I would trade Sprong for Derek Broussard. I'd send Sprong to Ottawa. I'd trade Jari for Derek Broussard, but only for Derek Broussard. That, that kid Peugeot, he doesn't merit that return in my mind. Let's go to Luke in the car. Luke, ask Mark anything.
0: What up, man? What up? I figured you might be the person to know, but does Dan Potash receive a Stanley Cup ring? He might as well. They gave it to everybody else down there. That's what I was thinking. I,
2: I don't know. I think Dan probably does. Fair enough. I think he, he should. I mean, he works for the team's flagship TV station. He works very closely with the players. So I would think of any media member. I mean, is Dan media or is he Penguins? That's a good question, right? And it's it's, yeah, it's, it's not insulting either that, way, right. but but I would think Dan would get one. Right. and he would immediately hock it to buy San Diego charger season tickets even though they've moved let's go to doc in Murraysville doc ask Mark anything
0: Mark have you tried the loaded pasta chips from Olive Garden yet
2: no they were a big topic on the show uh, a couple days ago but not yet have you tried them they're unreal now the the, the chips it, it's 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 baked lasagna noodles
0: right yes how are they they're they're very good like a nacho
2: well obviously i'm gonna to have to try it and the sooner the better let's go to harry in westview harry ask mark anything
0: hello i was a student of pegs madden too and uh, actually a student and i just wanted to ask you what's your favorite kind of speaking
2: and um well, I, never, yeah. I never i never i like speaking where somebody pays me to do it what about uh, ex-contemporary you well, see i you never participated it? in speech and debate shaler didn't have a program
0: i can see that what do you mean? I'm a better speaker I'm than you are. You're the best out of there. Hey, when I'm, you should have a, de, a, a day dedicated to your mom, and then everybody that knows her calling. and.
2: Anybody who knows f- me knows that every show is dedicated to my mom. Let's go to Brian and Gibsonia. Brian, ask Mark anything.
0: Hey, Mark. Yeah. I was wondering if you sleep with or without socks on.
2: Oh, without? Why?
0: Does that mean something? No, not at all. Just curious. You know,
2: Let me tell you my current sleeping uh, routine. I go to bed between 11 and 1 because that 70s show reruns are on the Laugh Network, and I fall asleep during that 70s show every night. Then I wake up in the middle of the night when Ellen reruns are on and immediately turn it off. This is The Coach's Show with Mike Sullivan, presented by Highmark, all for health. That's it for now, I guess. The Sully Show, it's taking over. 105.90X.